We tell a bar mitzvah boy, you are now a man. Well, what exactly does that mean, to be a man? We'll learn it from the original example of who became men at the age of 13, Shimon and Levi, in our parasha this week. In Pasuk, the Pasuk that says that after Dino was abducted, the two brothers, Shimon and Levi, took their swords and they went and attacked and massacred Shem. Zogin Chazal, the Medrash tells us, as his Zainindan given rights in your alt, that at that time they were 13 years old. And therefore, from there we extrapolate the halacha, which is from Ben Shloshes that 13 is the age at which a person becomes obligated of a male in the fulfillment of mitzvahs. So the fact that 13 is the age when we call a person a man, ish, which is a specific title that implies more than just age. It represents a certain maturity or even authority. Like, for example, Dosen and Aviram said to Moshe, who made you the ish over us, meaning the authority over us? Or as David HaMelech says to Shlomo HaMelech, you should strengthen yourself and become a man, leader, somebody of prominence and authority. So Dosen that tells us that 13 is the age when a person achieves majority, becomes an adult. Which is more importantly than an age thing, a maturity thing, that the person now has a developed understanding of important elements of the world. And that's why at 13 the person is obligated to do all mitzvahs. Now you might argue that some children mature earlier. It is possible. That a child could become a great intellectual even before 13 years old. As smart as the kid is, before 13, he will still lack das, the integration of ideas, and hergash, a feeling and sensitivity for those concepts, which means that the child will still lack recognition and sensitivity on the one hand side, will lack a real appreciation for the value of mitzvahs, as he will also lack a sense of the loss or lack if a person doesn't fulfill mitzvahs. And to illustrate this point in Chassidus, we compare it to a child's appreciation of material things. Chassidus brings the example of how a child relates to material things. As I feel when the cotter even when a child who's not yet 13, appreciates that having money is beneficial and having prestige is great. But to truly appreciate financial value is beyond him. To truly appreciate social standing is beyond a child. He knows it's good, but he doesn't understand what that means. And the corollary, in Shiflus Vedalus, an appreciation of either being a lowly individual or a poor individual, as and of course the child realizes those are bad things. Still, the child will not have that profound insight and appreciation for how bad it is for a person to be destitute or how bad it is for a person to have no social standing. So the river is a need for unworthlich for seine Meisimen anhoga because a child prior to the age of 13 doesn't have that deep meaningful appreciation for the valuable or the non non-valuable things in life. So he's not yet answerable for his behavior. For seine Meisimen anhoga. 
for his behavior and conduct. And that's why this child cannot yet carry the yoke and responsibility of fulfilling mitzvahs. So Ish represents becoming a man, having insight and maturity, which is only from the age of 13 and on, represented by the word Ish. So it's strange then that in the, the stories of Arabeim, you very often find that the Bar Mitzvah Maimorim that they said invoked the term Adam, which is a different title of majority of adulthood. And even if sometimes in the final edited version they didn't actually include those lines, when they said the Maimor, that's how the Maimor often began. Very frequently, the Rabbeim at a Bar Mitzvah would say a Maimer on Hebeding Bishn Posuk Nase Odom, starting with a Posuk about the description of the first creation of the first human being. Let us make Odom. Stefan Fashtandek, the fact that the Rabbeim used that line implies. That not only is a Bar Mitzvah age related to the status of Ish, but also to the higher status of Adam. Adam always represents a more developed level of personal, of person than the word Ish. It's brought in numerous places in Chassidus. With regards to the four classical Torah titles for a human being. Adam, Ish, Gever, Enoish. As the herste von der Nemen is the shame Adam was weiß dev sein Schlemus. Throughout Hasidus, we always say the word Adam represents a person who has achieved the highest status that a person could achieve. If that's the case, is it moving? Doesn't really seem to make sense then. Seeing as in order to reach the point that a person is obligated to do mitzvahs, which is from the age of 13, is all the person has to reach is the level of ish, which represents maturity and understanding and insight. Why did the Rebbeim also link Bar Mitzvah to the much higher, more elusive level of Adam? It's good enough to be ish. Okay, let's understand. What's the difference between what the title Ish represents and what the title Adam represents? Because without that information, we can't really explore this, this topic. So the interesting between Ish and Adam is, the distinction is as follows. The two are Ish batzitzich to the dagger von Seichel, was a shaykh tzimidus hergesh aleif. Ish represents somebody who has re- achieved a maturity in their mind with regards to their feelings. In other words, the part of the mind that guides a person to feel appropriately and to respond appropriately to stimuli in their life, that's the part that is mature. Of course, that has many levels and layers to it. In fact, the ultimate stage of being an ish <coughs> develops over many years. It starts at 13, but it actually really only reaches their full maturity at the age of 20, and that's why a person is only liable for certain things from the age of 20. That's when a person's mind can really direct their behavior and their character. On the Torah, Adam, as compared to the concept of Adam, that Adam represents mastery over pure intellect. Not intellect that is designed to turn me into a better person. Intellect that is objectively engaged in the pursuit of intellect. Now, now that only makes it more difficult for us to, to understand. How do you link with Bar Mitzvah? How can you now link this concept of Adam, which is so advanced, 
with a person who's just turned 13 and just entering the phase of ish, just learning how to master emotions and how to control and direct character. And you're already talking about Adam, which is so much more advanced. Muslim Zogan leaves us with no choice but to say, as the Kavona de Bay is, that the intention of the Rebbeim is, Yes, of course. There's no question at the age of Bar Mitzvah, a person becomes an Ish with all that that entails. But from the time a person is obligated to fulfill a mitzvah, the Adam sentiment already must play a role. It must influence how I fulfill mitzvahs. Now, right now, we don't understand exactly how that would manifest, but we'll explain it. The Mokrafon Demas is Nit Maspekti Dargafun Ish. The truth is, how do we know that at the age of our mitzvah, when a person undertakes the responsibility of mitzvahs, that it's insufficient only to access the level of ish, and you actually need something beyond it? This actually is from the pasuk It's from the pasuk we have just quoted as the source that thirteen is the age of our mitzvah. The story of Shimon and Levi taking their swords at the time of their bar mitzvah. Vorum is schwer because if it were not that way, then the whole interpretation of the Pasuk doesn't make sense. The Chidush was Kumtsu Baya Ben Ostensibly, what's unique and new about the age of 13? And whatever is unique about the age of 13 would be why from the age of 13 a child is obligated to do mitzvahs. Surely, it's not that now the child has become somebody with a de- different character and personality. It's that now the child has re- achieved a certain maturity that will influence their character and personality. It means now the child is mature enough in his mind to be able to start to understand things better. And because he's now in a position that he could really understand, as we mentioned earlier, the value of mitzvahs, so therefore you can expect of him to undertake the responsibility of mitzvahs. Now, if the message is a child at 13 has reached an age of intellectual maturity, which will help them develop their character, why then is the story that we use to prove it a story that actually seems to be a story of emotion. Angry brothers who want to avenge the treatment of their sister and therefore take their swords. This is a story of behavior that was driven by very intense emotion, tremendous anger. That's why the Pasuk says, or later on, Yaakov Avinu criticizes them. It's all about their anger. So hang on a second. The message is at the age of 13, a child becomes intellectually mature. The source is a story of behavior that is midois driven. How does that match? So therefore, we have to look deeper into this Pasuk and recognize the fact that the Pasuk describes that they took their swords and went out against Shechem that doesn't describe an immature emotional response, but rather an that actually represents a certain greatness of Shimon and Levi, something that is even beyond what Ish represents, and is able to take the Ish level 
to its ultimate expression. What does that mean? Well, because this Pasuk alludes to the fact that it's not just being an ish, but it's being an ish in the highest possible way. That's why this is the Pasuk. This is the Pasuk. Not only that tells us 13 is when you start to do mitzvahs because you're now an ish. This Pasuk actually alludes to the fact that being an Ish is actually not sufficient. There's something else. There's another layer. There's another degree of, of spiritual growth that is alluded to over here in the words taking their swords and going to battle. So we've got to work out what it is. Once we understand that even this Pasuk that describes when you become an adult an ish at the age of 13 is alluding to something beyond just the simple understanding of ish, somebody who's mature enough to know how to grow and develop their personality. So the fact that we're looking for something greater, that will help us understand why the Rebbeim, when they said Maimorim for Bar Mitzvahs, referenced Adam. Yes, generally you're right. Generally we all understand at the most broad level that in order to become a bar mitzvah, a person has to have a certain intellectual maturity and therefore the capacity to undertake Torah mitzvahs. Just that intellectual edge is not sufficient. Right from the start, the Bar Mitzvah boy needs to know that there has to be an Adam component, something that is greater than the Ish, something that makes you grab your sword and behave in a way that is beyond what the intellect is willing to understand. So we'll describe what the association is between Adam, this higher dimension of intellect, and taking the sword, which is described in the story. In order to explain this, let's first bring one other important piece of information. So far, the way that we have discussed this is, we all know that Bar is at the age of 13 because of the story of Shimon and Levi. Truth is, there are other opinions. The explanation hinges on those other opinions. When it comes to questioning what is the source of the fact that 13 is the age of the obligation of mitzvahs, there are two popular opinions. Aleph Canal, the one we've mentioned, you learn it from the Pasuk of Shimon and Levi. Bay is another opinion. A number of the Rishonim bring that this is something that was passed down. It doesn't have necessarily a logical basis. That's what David Shlitt decided. 13 is the age. Now, there's a big difference depending on which approach you take. It will give a totally different perspective on how this works. Because according to the first approach, which is Shimon and Levi, real people, they achieved maturity at the age of 13, and we learn from them, then that implies that at 13 a person's nature begins to change. That you can expect that the nature of people is, by the age of 13, their maturity progresses. Their insight deepens. And then we can expect it across the board. 
The second opinion says this has got nothing to do with nature. This is something determined by Torah. It's a law. In one of the many descriptive uh, d- definitions that are from, from Sinai. There doesn't have to be a logical explanation or a natural explanation. And in fact, it has nothing to do with nature. And this will have a practical application in halacha. We know that in addition to our mitzvahs, the rest of the world also has seven Noachide laws that they have to follow. At what age do they become responsible to follow those mitzvahs? So, if I go with the first opinion, which is that this is a natural maturity that happens to boys at 13, is the elder for your gimel shana mechayev oich bnei noyachinim kim from zeri mitzvahs? Then, Jewish boys mature at thirteen, non-Jewish boys mature at thirteen. So therefore, they are equally obligated to fulfill their respective sets of mitzvahs at the same age because it's a natural transition. Mashein can loiter under daya. Whereas, if you take the other approach, which is no bar mitzvahs halochal emoshim isina, it has nothing to do with nature. It is something that is in the realm of. Torah and mitzvahs, as a cloud for your gimel, the mitzvahs is aloch al moshe misinai. It's fashtandik. Then you've got to conclude as by bnei noach vos tzei loy nitnu hashiurim. Then when it refers to a non-Jewish person who is not bound by the measurements of Torah, and therefore is the godless tluya by yedin enum loy tzayin seichav adas mitzad tzayin tochunas ateva. Then actually each individual would become obligated to fulfill the seven Noachide laws at a different stage of life, depending on their personal maturation. Interesting, right? So that's enough gamina la halocha. That's not really the part that we're most focused on. We want to understand what's the difference in our approach to avoida. How we, what are we supposed to learn about serving Hashem if the concept of a bar mitzvah, the obligation to fulfill mitzvahs, is a natural transition based on biology, the body's clock, or if it's something which is invoked from on high halocha l'moshem misinai. Let's translate these two views into our avoida. They'll translate into Well, this is a debate about the starting point of the obligation of mitzvahs. So the one is that the starting point is a natural phenomenon, and the other one is that the starting point is a divine phenomenon. That talks to two different ways about how does a Jew start their avoid Hashem from a perspective of what's natural or a perspective of what is supernatural. The first approach, which is that the age of 13 is a natural transition point in a person's life. So therefore, it makes sense that at that time a person becomes obligated to fulfill mitzvahs. And therefore, the message is that at that age, you start to naturally understand the value of mitzvahs. And so you build your dedication on what you understand. Because what is the basis for the obligation to fulfill mitzvahs at 13? Maturity. Maturity of the mind. So therefore, Then the message is, as soon as you become sensitive to the value of mitzvahs, that's when you become obligated to fulfill them. That implies that the basis of a person's service of Hashem, obligation to do mitzvahs, is their understanding and appreciation. Because it's their understanding and appreciation that has maturity enough to make them obligated to fulfill mitzvahs.
Whereas like that Sveta Deya Aber, if you go with the second view, is Dasos Abenu Gimel Shana Mus Mekalzanev Zich Demel Mitzvahs is as Halochal Moshe Misinai. The fact that a thirteen year old has to undertake mitzvahs is something which was determined from Hashem. That's Abish's instruction. It doesn't have to make sense to you. Well, then the basis of a person's obligation to fulfill mitzvahs is because I have to accept what Abish wants from me, whether I understand it or not. Now, neither of these two is going to stand in absolute isolation. There is no concept of only Tambo Das without Kabbalah Sol, and there's no concept of Kabbalah Sol without at least integrating it into your own mind as well. So, even when we go with the first opinion, that it's the Pasuk about Shimon and Levi going to fight against Shem that teaches us as the Ascholas Avoida Ben Yogimel and Mitzvahs, that that's when you start the obligation of fulfilling Mitzvahs at the age of 13. And that it is Alpi Tambodas, that it's based on what you understand, because it's a natural phenomenon reaching an age where you understand things better, so therefore you can be committed. From this vegan, still look at the Pasuk. It's not a Pasuk about them sitting down and meditating on divine greatness or learning with their teachers or their parents but it's them taking a sword and putting their lives on the line to save their sister, Apiola von Messirius Nefesh. They were taking huge risk and literally risking their lives. Is That illustrates, as even according to this view, that the foundation of commitment to mitzvahs is rational. Still is the infant Kiama Mitzvah Fabunum Mita Avoid of Fun Messias Nefesh and Amaila Mina Seichel. Still, their actual practical application of their dedication to Torah Mitzvahs includes an element which is super rational the willingness to put their life on the line. The Adam influence over the Ish. Something that is beyond the, 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 the maturity I'm capable of at this stage, that's feeding in as well. And this is no contradiction to the way we've explained it, that the approach to Torah mitzvahs in this context is logical, rational basis. Because yes, we agree absolutely that the path to um, the commitment to Torah mitzvahs is an understanding and appreciation of the value of Torah mitzvahs. Yet at the same time, the foundation, the approach is through the rational mind, but the foundation is acceptance of Hashem's authority and therefore willingness to do things even that I don't understand. Because it's only when a person operates from a foundation of accepting Hashem's authority, then can the avoid of mitzvahs Only then is it possible that the rational basis for my mitzvahs will actually be correct. That I won't go off onto a tangent of my own misinterpretation of Torah and mitzvahs. And we'll illustrate this from a very interesting the, uh, line in the Torah that we, we kind of gloss over because we know exactly what it means until you see what Chassidah says, you realize, hang on a second, it's telling us something far more profound. So, one of the indications that this is the balance that, of course, you have to understand and appreciate Torah mitzvahs, but the foundation must be Kabbalah soil, dedication to Hashem. In the Azorah's Haklolios Evkim, Torah mitzvah state, 
when Moshe Rabbeinu tells us an overarching warning about how we should be dedicated to Torah Mitzvah, he says, says the Abish tells me to tell you that he's presenting you with the choice of life and the opposite. Right? Life and goodness and the opposite. And you should choose life. Now the Chayra, if you think about it logically, if a person learns about Terimitzvahs, observes what Terimitzvahs are, you could see this is good, this is valuable, this is enriching, this is what I should choose. Why does the Abish have to tell him, choose what's good? Just show us it's good and then we'll choose it. You don't have to show us it's good and then tell us to choose it. Now, the beer but said there's a profound reason for this. If the basis for a person's dedication to Torah Mitzvah is his personal appreciation and understanding, that all of Torah Mitzvah is real, real life and absolute goodness, then the person not serving the Abish, he's serving himself. It's a good investment. I'm going to be able to rest on a Shabbos, spend time with my family, have a healthy marriage, eat in a way that's more meaningful, etc. I'm not serving Hashem, I'm serving me. To serve the Abish is like a servant serving a master. Everything the servant does is because of the authority imposed on him by his master. So therefore, layered over the fact that I appreciate that Torah mitzvahs are worthwhile for me and enrich my life, overlaying that has to be, the Ebershah told me this is what I have to choose. I'm choosing it out of duty and commitment to Hashem, not just personal appreciation. But before we get there, the Pasuk first speaks our language. It says, look, look, let me show you what's good about this. And even when Nebuchadnezzar tells you choose a particular path, he says it is the path of life. Because Nebuchadnezzar doesn't want us only to accept what he says. He wants us to integrate what his instruction is so that it becomes ours, that we own it, that we relate to it, that we absorb it. And therefore, it is critically important that the human mind should also be able to appreciate the value of the Torah Mitzvahs that I'm dedicated to do. And now we can get a clarity on why a Bar Mitzvah, which is really the stage of Ish in a person's life, is also associated with the aspirational stage of Adam. In the beer von Terra Adam Gefindment Zwei Timen. The two ways that we could explain what's so great about being called an Adam. Aleph the first we've already discussed, Takhlis Ashlemus from Bhina Seikha Kanal Siv Gimel, that Seikha sorry, that Adam represents mastery over the mind, complete mastery. But there's another greatness of the word Adam, that is based Adam Oisios Mo'id. Adam is the same letters as the word Mo'id, which means exponential. Something which cannot be limited, cannot be confined, and is totally beyond the intellect. So, Adam could take you to the highest level of Seichel, or it could take you beyond Seichel. By the way, where you see this in the human being, this 
exponential value is the fact that we can speak. Because the capacity for a person to be able to speak draws from the infinite nature of the soul, the part of the soul that is beyond intellect. Fascinating concept. The fact that Adam represents two very different concepts. Total intellect, total beyond intellect. And if they're both represented by the same word, they must be linked. How are they linked? Let's translate it into how we serve the Ebeshter, which will show us this link. The message is that even when a person reaches the ultimate level of mind, of intellect, of understanding, of appreciation of godliness, where a person reaches the state of Adam Seichel, which is way beyond the state of Ish Seichel. Ish Seichel is, is, is pragmatic. It's how you, know, how you influence yourself to behave well. Adam Seichel is true intellect. Even when you get there, the person still has to push themselves beyond that to complete Messiris Nefesh, absolute dedication to the in a way that is super rational. And equally importantly, it has to work the other way too, because sometimes people forget about that. Even in those scenarios where a person feels the burning light of their own neshama to the point that they are willing to sacrifice everything for the Ebeshter, a person can't be satisfied, as amazing as that is. Total dedication to the Ebeshter, yes, but that's not the end of the, of the road. The goal is to get that superlative connection to Hashem to integrate into normal daily activities, into the mind, into emotions, into speech, into action. And that entire part of the human being begins with their mind. So to live as a Jewish person is to live with an incredible paradox that I'm supposed to understand to the best of my abilities, but then behave in a way that's beyond what I understand, and then take the energy of living with absolute dedication beyond my understanding and reintegrate it back into what I understand and appreciate and live. And so that's how you keep growing and developing. The Rebbeim alluded to by saying the Maim Naise Adam at the bar mitzvah, to weisen, to illustrate them. That here you are, you're a child who's now become an ish. You have now accessed this dimension of your mind that will allow you to develop your personality and your character traits in the best way possible. That's why we're now calling you ish. So you're starting a journey. You've just been given a massive key to access a, a whole treasure trove of personal, uh, personal growth. No, from day one, that's not, that's not good enough. There's still an aspiration you have to have to go out and take your sword, meaning to say, to have a dedication to the Ebrister with complete sacrifice beyond anything you'll ever understand. Which is linked to the Adam component, the Ma'oid, the superlative component. And then, of course, to bring it back in and integrate it so it becomes who you are rather than just something you do. And that's how a person connects to the Abishta properly.